This EFL and Euro qualifier picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGP and Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign-up link is in the SGPN app. We're brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Welcome, everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, September the 6th, possibly. Who knows? Uh, and we've got... Um, there's no Premier League. It's international break, which, as everybody knows, is famously the most boring time in the entire calendar. Uh, but Megan Barsley had to fix that for you because we've got EFL, we've got League One and League Two action at the weekend, and this Euro 2024 qualifiers. Joining me to pick through it is the late Mr. Barry Penaluna. Uh, hello, Baz, how are you doing? Late? Yes, late. Yes. Yeah, I told you I'd be late, so therefore I'm on time. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you late, Baz? I told you six hours ago I was going to be late. Um, I've been drinking wine, Malcolm. Um, <laughs> That's not an excuse to be late, I, I don't think. I've been to Wine Circle tonight. Wine Club. Kidder, you've changed, bud. Uh, what do you want to know about Wine Club? Well, I, I'm not sure I do, because it makes my teeth itch a bit. But you, you tell me, what do you want to tell me about Wine Club, bud? The first rule of Wine Club, we don't talk about Wine Club, <laughs> innit? Right, what happened at Wine Club today? What were you doing? Were you doing a little, uh, wine a little South African it, Shiraz? Um, were, you, were you heading up the Napa Valley? I mean, what was going on? Oh, we've been all over tonight. So it's a, it's a club. There's about 15 of us turn up in a little side room in a bar and bring our own wines to try. I don't take anything. So occasionally some people bring like a theme. So someone might present for a night and it might do... Um, South American wines or whatever. They'll have a theme. Um, yeah. The week it was about cricket, so there was a lot of Australian, English, stuff like that. Uh, tonight was a blind tasting, so about eight or nine different people brought a different wine or a couple of bottles of a different wine, and, and we had to taste it blind and then see where we go from there. So we've been all over. Um, we've had some French, Portuguese... South American, <laughs> Australian. I made a debut tonight. First one, a Canadian red. Have you ever had a okay. Canadian wine? We have a few Canadian listeners. So yeah, we had a I had a I think it was a Baco Noir from Ontario. Um it was very nice actually. Uh, but yeah, a few different yeah, ways. Well. It's a bit of a uh, it's a once a month thing through work. There's about to be honest, I'm I'm the youngest there by about twenty years. Um <laughs> It's mostly retired people <laughs> from where I work. Most of them are like 60 to 70 proper uh, wine critics, and I'm just there for a 
Yeah, yeah. Slotched. Be honest, it's a good night. You, you pay 20 quid, you get nine different wines in a buffet, um, and you get to try some different stuff every every time, you know what I mean? Sounds so all I, right. I, I do, you all, do you all keep your clothes on? All of that, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No keys in a bowl or anything like that. Oh, it just establishes it. It just sounds it sounds mainly awful, that's all. Um anyway, good. Well, that well explained. I enjoyed that. Uh, good bit of on the on the hoof lifestyle. Uh Slick Rick and Josh are here. Hello boys, how are we doing? Uh, I thought it might be a bit of a slow burner tonight because we've got no Premier League to talk about, Baz. Um I've got Baz. Um well, I've got two tits possibly for the tit list. Now oh, Christ. That's good. The only problem I've got, I'm not Connor. I don't think you'll go for it, Baz, because the first one is quite not serious. Is it serious? It's quite serious. And we go to great lengths, Baz, to avoid talking about anything serious. Both on the show. Greenwood, let's just get him on there. No, it's not him. No, no. it's not that serious. It's Jordan Henderson. Uh, yeah absolutely yeah well that's you see that's not in dispute I don't think it's just whether or not should we be bothered like I mean because then you go down the you end up talking about Mason Green and stuff like so where do we draw the line in terms of the series because I didn't actually mind him going like he's got every right to go however having done represented how he's represented um, other communities and minorities and etc in the past to then just blatantly lie about it and take us... He's like taking everyone for mugs and completely... It's bollocks. That entire interview was bollocks. And that's what's got him on the tip list for me. Uh, no, I agree. The whole point that is that money never came into it. Um, it just makes no sense because it's... Uh, you know, well, why didn't he go to Brentford or Brighton or... And, yeah. or, and he said, oh, if I wanted to stay in Europe, I wanted to be at the very top level. Um that's bollocks because he could have probably stayed at the top level in England in a different European country um, he's went to Saudi Arabia for God's sake um, and for no reason other than money there's no point don't bullshit anyone people would have more yeah. respect for you if you just said have you seen how much I'm getting paid like yeah. you know what I mean we know that's what players are going for um, Mitrovic hasn't gone there for the quality of the football he's gone there because he's getting double treble his wages or whatever just Absolutely stupid. Just don't talk crap. And, and to say that he, he thinks he can be a force for good while he's there by changing people's minds and stuff. But also, he says he's fully prepared to respect the religion and beliefs of those people. And one of the things, what like famously, you can't be a dissident from the inside. Like it just that's not how it being a dissident works. So, Slick makes made an excellent point, and this is he's hit the nail on the head for me. He's clearly a tit. However. The tit list is good, quite a light-hearted list, Baz. It's not for, like, you know, horrendous criminals and that. So, is Henderson, is this a light-hearted topic? And I think this is the discussion now. Is Henderson a yeah, light-hearted enough topic, topic to go on the tit list? It's not necessarily the topic that's got him there. It's just him yeah, yeah. trying to justify it. I think we're scraping the barrel for tits at the moment. So, get him on. And he's a, a, he's a going on now. This and is going on. There's a, eventually, he, he'll find his way off. You might do, yeah. Well, you're right. I agree. We don't stick Mason Greenwood on there because um, he's worse than a tit. Um, yeah. I'm going yeah, to talk about Greenwood just for a second, Malcolm. Have you seen yeah, the, okay. the, whole, the whole fanfare at Getafe 
welcoming him with fireworks and waving flags and a stand full of people to welcome Mason Greenwood. It's just absolutely grim. Like, um, I just I hate it. The bloke shouldn't be kicking a football. I don't want to talk about phrases because it's not that kind of show. Um, but I saw that and just thought, how am I? Have some humility. It's horrendous. Um, the worst awful. thing about this, Faz, the, the most mind-blowing thing about this, Getafe were one of the very first clubs to complain about Rubiales hiring the lips on that Spanish woman after the World Brilliant. Cup. That was going to be my next point. All of the outrage and Where's Spain. your moral compass here? Yeah, so he's hugged the lips on her and you're up in arms. Mason yeah. Greenwood were aware, fully aware, everyone is... Everyone sign him, roll out the bleeding red carpet for him. Like, what's what's the situation? Absolutely disgusting. I, I can't stand it. And what makes it worse yeah. is all the publicity he, he, it's getting. Um, journalists should just ignore it but not report it and not put it yeah. all over. That. But they will because it gets clicks and all yeah. of that sort of stuff. But yeah, hate that. Uh, the second person didn't actually do anything different to what they've always done, Baz, this week. But it came onto my radar. It was funny making Bob sat for about 10 minutes and watched Mark Oldbridge get annoyed at the Man United game at the weekend. So he hasn't actually done anything especially different. He's just done the same shit. But I still don't know if he's... Under a totting up procedure, um, is he allowed on the tit list? Like, you know, like when Joe Linton's for the fifth time, he's got someone in a headlock, he gets a yellow card. Is Mark Goldbridge in the in a similar vein here? Is it the totting up? Mark thing? Goldbridge is a constant tit, but I'm not sure how many of our listeners will even know who Mark Goldbridge is. He's just a Man United YouTuber, isn't he? Who um Yes. Is a complete tit. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> um but given that the majority of our listeners are, are over in America, whether they'll know who Mark Goldbridge is, I don't know. Um again, I'm okay with him going on there. Um it might make some <laughs> of our listeners go out and, and search out some of his Stuff. Um, basically, just look at Man United games where they've gone behind two 0 against Forest and see his uh, his reactions as they go two 0 down and stuff like that. He's a problem. The only team. reason I might not put him on is this would be grudging admiration, just in case he's having everyone's pants down because he's just a Man United fan who doesn't actually care. Sorry, he's a Nottingham Forest fan who doesn't actually give a shit, and he sits there and Man United fans are throwing money at him. So there might yeah. be he might be doing it That's better it. He's than not, everyone. He's not a proper Man United fan, was he? He's no. just. He's come out of it. He's made a YouTube channel that is massively popular. Fair play to him. What what annoys me most about him is they've now put him on uh, talk sport. Yeah, yeah he shouldn't have Saturday night, like seven o'clock Saturday night. I'm sometimes in the bath and I turn talk sport on whenever I go in the bath. <laughs> and if he's on, I just think it's, I don't need to listen to it. It's, nah, crap. Absolute crap. Um, so, yeah, um, let's get him okay. on there. Let's, let's yeah, he's, well, Slick Rick's kind of got the cast and vote again there. He said he's, happy to see, he's happy to see regular tits. So, yeah. Mark Goldbridge, I put in brackets, regular tittery. So, he's got that. That's his offence, really. So, it now stands at Mike Dean, Jordan Henderson and Mark Goldbridge. I, th- I th- um, you said about the, li- the limit was about 10. I think six would be enough. Six? Yeah, because okay. then, we then we've got decisions as to who comes off for someone to get yeah, on. Yeah. So I think we cap it at six. All right. Yeah, okay. We'll, cap it. Boss, we'll, we'll, we'll crap on with that. Yeah. Tits. Um, three, three tits. Uh, Cereal's asking for a national food trivia. Did we have national food trivia last time then? Is that why Cereal's asking? I can't you, remember that. Did you not talk about courgettes and zucchini? Well, and things regularly. Like that. Yeah, not recently though. I thought he was on about uh, about the last thing. Like, 
Josh has uh, got me John... confused because he's asking if Young Kipper is on the tip list. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who, who that is. Young Kipper is, and I don't know who Jonathan <laughs> Morley is as well. Jonathan Morley rings a bell. It might be more know, YouTubers. I'm not that down. Could be, yeah. YouTube. That's how a stupid bloody uh, Twitter feed that I say all this shit on that you've, you've cultivated all of this past through in my life. Um, so, Premier League break, which is traditionally awful. Um, now, EFL and Euro qualifiers, and when we've done these shows, bars in the past, I have absolutely stunk the place out. So, I didn't enjoy sitting down and doing this this afternoon. Um, I've got a good record. I'd rather really, really try hard. I was like, come on, fucking hell, just like, let go three and three. Do you know what I mean? If I come out of this 20 quid down over the weekend, I'll be over the moon. Like, um, but I've got three. Euro qualifier picks and I've got three EFL picks. You've done a bit, but I mean, our World Cup was all right. It's just been the international bits in between. Uh, you've had a couple of good EFL um, shows though when we've done them, Baz. So are you confident here? Um, I mean, I went into it thinking, not not feeling it. But then as I found my picks, I, I like them. And as you say, I have had, I mean, the first show we did this season was an EFL one. Um, and I had an absolute flyer. Picked a couple of great underdogs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the picks I've got. I think I've got four EFL picks and two for the internationals, um, and a couple that are uh, one that I really like in the internationals. A nice, nice underdog. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm. Uh, I'm it's just. I, I do like the international break. You know what it is. Sunday finished. And then I just switch off. Like for, for three days, I haven't thought about football at all. Um, and there, there would have been stuff going on on Monday. So I'd seen something in the Discord. I popped in the Discord and they were talking about a game Monday night. I think it was Cambridge against someone. And I was oblivious yeah. to it because once the Premier League finishes before international break, I just think, oh, that's it. I can just forget about that. Forget about my fantasy football. Forget about all the Premier League stuff. Um, but yeah, by the time Saturday comes around, I'll be ready to have a go again. Oh, Thursday, because mm. there's some international stuff tomorrow. Uh, it was Eswatini that were serials on about when we talked. When uh, I tipped them up last time and we uh, you went and searched what their national dish was, which was something to do with goats and rice generally, wasn't it? Or some sort of oatmeal-based porridge or whatever. Um, right, picks. Start in a minute. Captain Sano, how you doing? Uh, DraftKings. Um, I've got an NFL pick for the end of the show, Baz. That's exciting. Um, seven months out NFL stops tomorrow. We're out about 28 hours away from the first game of the season. Um, oh, I need to tell you something else, actually, Baz, but I'll, I'll do this ad read professionally. Uh, DraftKings Sports, we can hear the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You can't miss offer for week one. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet um, just $5 on any game. Uh, DraftKings are hooking everyone up with game day greatness all year. Um, we've got two new offers every single game day this September. So check the app and see what you get. Um, download now. Use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five books. That code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook with details and state specific. Responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Uh, game time, we're back as well. Uh, game time here for buying tickets, making it much easier. I heard Sean on the mothership the other day saying he was buying a load of tickets for the Rams-Eagles games at SoFi coming up soon. Um, and he'd used game time to get there. And fast and easy. 
for anything, sport, music, comedy, any theatre. Uh, last minute tickets, best price guarantee. Um, the game time guarantee is outstanding from their mix. Uh, you get credited 110% of the difference um, if you find tickets in the same section and rule for less. Um, so you can spend far less time buying the tickets and just more time looking forward um, to the event. The thing to do is download the game time app, create an account, use code SGPN or $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, the other thing I need to point out, Buzz, it, one year ago today, I was on that flight out to Vegas for week one NFL with the boys. Uh, the epic 28-hour journey that ended with me hitchhiking a lift with three random Danish kids uh, from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. And I just thought, I was just sad today when I heard Sean and Ryan going out there, putting on their first DFS lineups, um, telling everyone that we're going to be at... Um, Oh, I can't even remember where we watched the uh, where we watched the games on uh, there's something the Superbook somewhere um, where they watched the games on the Sunday and all of that shit going on, Buzz, and it made me a bit sad. I think we need to make that our mission uh, to be out there this time next year, Barry. We'll be millionaires, etc. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea. Um, it, it is something that needs to be planned well in advance, but uh, it would definitely be good to get out. We're doing there. it now. We're setting the market down. What we need to do, Buzz, here yeah, is pick six winners each, right, and then. Then it's time to go. Uh, do you want to start international or EFL? EFL. EFL. Do you want to go first or second? Do you, you want even to have the same games? I'm going internationals if you want. I don't mind. No, no, I don't care. I'm I, 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 yeah, let's go EFL. League One. Have you got anything in League One? Yes. It's only two games, so I'm. There's only two games. <laughs> um, I've got my pick is in the um, Exeter and Orient game, Barry. Uh, I've got one in there because I've got one in both. So, oh, have you? Right, you go first, and you know what you're talking about. I'll back you up. So, um, Exeter, top of the league, uh, 13 points from six games. They've won four, lost one, drawn one. Failed to score in the draw or the defeat that they've had, but in their four victories so far, they've scored eight goals and scored over 1.5 in three of those four victories. Um Obviously, their total goals of eight in six games doesn't look great. Um, but when they've won the game, they've, they've scored well. They've scored two goals on three of those four occasions. They're unbeaten at home in the last four games, including cup games so far. Uh, we've then got Leighton Orient, who are right at the other end of the table, down in 20th, four points. Uh, they've got four defeats in their opening six games. They've conceded 11 in the four defeats that they've had. Um their only win was a 2-0 home win against Cambridge. And they've not won away from home in any game since April now. I fancy Exeter here. They're a little bit of a short price at 3-4 to four on the money line. but So I feel more inclined to take Exeter team total. Uh, I fancy Exeter score two or more at 5-6. to six, uh, Minus 120. Uh, so that's the pick for me on this one. I fancy there to be goals. Despite the fact that Exeter haven't been scoring loads... Uh, Leighton Orient are struggling and particularly on the road they're struggling so yeah the, the pick for me is Exeter to score two or more against Leighton Orient at 5-6 to six, minus 120 I've got uh, pretty much the same handicap Barry but I'm playing with scared money here because I know I'm not very good so my pick was Exeter win at 3-4 um, yeah I don't mind at I think Exeter minus 133 it's not a terrible yeah. price you know what I mean we take, it's no, only no. the limit of, of what we go to we might take the odd 4-6 shot uh, but that's about it. But yeah, they've won four or six, three in a row. They've won, kept four clean sheets. 
And Orient um, just not scoring many goals. They were a pre-season favourite for relegation, Orient. Um, and a massive red flag. It was a 3 0 home loss to Stevenage on Saturday. That's an awful result. Um, so I just kept it really, really simple, especially because I've not been great at these bars. I didn't want to start complicating stuff. Um, keep it simple. Three to four, Exeter City to win. Um, yeah, and you've got another. That. You've got another League One pick because I haven't. Yes, we're going to Stevenage v Carlisle. Um, Stevenage sitting third, uh, well, or joint top. If you just look at points, they're on thirteen points as well, same as Exeter. Um, they're only lower down due to goal difference. Carlisle, meanwhile, are sitting in nineteenth on five points. So, in terms of current form and current positions, this matchup is almost identical to Exeter v Leighton Orient. You've got a team right at the top against a team right down at the bottom. Um, but whilst I fancied Exeter to get the goals in that one, I think this one's going to be a much tighter affair. Um, and it's due to the Carlisle form line. Carlisle are struggling, but they aren't getting hammered by anyone. In fact, six league games so far for Carlisle have all gone under 2.5. You add in their two cup games in the AFL Cup, and it's eight games from eight have gone under 2.5 goals. Um, you have to go back to April for the last time a Carlisle game went over 2.5 goals. So what price do you think you get for under 2.5, Malcolm? Think it's going to be short, don't you? Short of six, yeah. Yes, it's seventeen to twenty. I mean, obviously, All these right. sort of runs of form don't last forever. But when a team is in a streak like that, where they're keeping the score down, whether they're winning or losing, it's one nils, nil nils, one ones, one nils. Either way, um, and I'm getting close to evens for under two point five. I think you just got to go with it because on that current form, I, I would have expected it to be a lot shorter. So the price is seventeen to twenty. Um, that's a pick under 2.5 goals Stevenage v Carlisle at 17 to 20 if you want to work that out in American money Malcolm um, that would be could be about minus 115 I'd say yeah okay the only thing I know about Carlisle or I can add to this discussion um, is that I followed the Carlisle United team bus out of Brunton Park car park yesterday uh, it was followed by a little minibus or rather a van actually a branded up Carlisle United van so I don't know where they were going because um, it was a bit early to be end out with Stevenage so whether or not it was the stiffs or something like that uh, minus 117 is the answer um, so yeah that's uh, that's all I can add I've been across that road I went to Cockermouth today Baz that's a funny place name isn't it yeah yeah everyone enjoys that um, okay so League 2 is a full programme. They're the only League One games, actually. But we've got a full programme uh, of League Two action. I'm going to start, Baz, with a handicap that's about five different ways. Um, Gillingham against Harrogate Town. Have you got this game? Nope. Yes. Gillingham are four to five. Draws five to two. Harrogate are seven to two. Um, Gillingham, a third in the league. A really a surprise third, actually. Um and the, the, if you look at the get the game log up, it's really yeah, it stands out. They've had four one nil wins, um, and they've had a three nil home defeat to Colchester and two nil to Grimsby. Um, so they just don't score any goals at all. Like I said, sitting on twelve points with four one nil victories. Um, Harrogate in their six games, they've only seen both teams to score once as well. Um, and their form line is poor. They've got a striker, Luke Armstrong. Luke Armstrong's quite a well-known name around these parts. He was at Gateshead a little while. 
Um, I think you might have got Dahl in the gate, said, um, is progressed through the ranks, ended up at Harrogate Town. He's got to Wrexham this week, or Wrexham tried to sign him. They might have missed the deadline, but because of international clearance, because he has to go across the border to Wales, they can kind of try and fudge it a little bit. So that Wrexham still think they've signed Luke Armstrong. Uh, anyway, I don't think he's, he's not going to be playing for Harrogate here. And he's their big goal threat, like. Um, so, again, this is another short price pass. I was chalky. Uh, but like I say, playing with scared money. Both teams, it was either under two and a half or the no on the both teams to score market. Because um, this both teams are just playing really dour encounters. Both teams to score no is 13 to 18, which is minus 138. So it's even shorter than my minus 133 pick, Baz. But like I say, I'm just trying to get out of this weekend alive. What have you got? Uh, so the first one for me, I've got two picks in League Two. First one, got to go to the top of the table clash between Notts County, um, local to me, and MK Dons. A county top of the league, 13 points, 12 goals scored, 10 goals conceded. And MK Dons sitting in second, 12 points, 13 scored and 11 conceded. So both played six games so far. That's a total of 46 goals in the 12 games these two sides have participated in. Um, so goals galore. Um, county are in great form. They got off to a bad start with a 5-1 thrashing against Sutton. Um, in fairness, they went down to 10 men after 15 minutes in that one and, and that all unravelled quite quickly. Since then, um, four wins, one draw. Really, really good form. They've scored at least two goals in four out of those last five. Um, if you include the cup games, seven games in total, um, They've only kept one clean sheet, so they're not not keeping them out at the other end. And it's a very similar story for MK Dons. They're in great form, but for them, it's eight competitive games and only one clean sheet for them as well. So it's a game where goals just looks an obvious pick um, because neither can defend, and they're two of the highest scoring teams in the league. I think Wrexham and Swindon are the other two who've, who've outscored them, but... Um, over 3.5 has hit in four out of eight games for MK Dons. And for County, it's four out of seven. Or if you look solely at the league games, over 3.5 has hit in four out of six not County league games so far this year. Um, and it's a good plus money price. It's over 3.5 goals here. It's six to four plus 150. So that's a pick here. League two, not County and MK Dons, over three and a half goals. Six to four, price plus 150. That was the game that you're instantly drawn to, Baz. Like if we said, we, we sometimes say on the premise, oh, this is the game of the week. Um, and if you were looking at one in this division, then that was the one. Uh, Milton Keynes and, and Notts County, just because they've both been involved in fun, high scoring games. Um, so I saw that game. I didn't, I couldn't work it out. Um, left that to you. However, you mentioned one of the teams that I did work out, Baz, um, and that's Swindon Town. Swindon Town take on Sutton United. Um, three o'clock on Saturday. Swindon nine to ten minus one eleven. Draw five to two. Sutton three to one. Um, Swindon are unbeaten. One two drawn three in the five games. But they've scored fifteen goals, including a five five draw at Wrexham. Um, and in their last home game, they beat Crawley Town six nothing. Uh, now Sutton are really bad. One first day up, uh, first day of the season. They've now lost five in a row. Um, in the only two away games this year, they've conceded two at Barrow and three at Newport. Um, so you've got a team who are getting beat and conceding away against a team who banged in five and six recently. 
You've got two options here for me, Baz. Swindon to win the game at 9-10 to 10 is, I think, a great bet. Or you've got the team total for Swindon. Over one and a half goals is four to five. That's not a big price. Like, that's a great price, isn't it? Uh, four to five at minus 120. And if you want to go up the ladder, over two and a half goals, Baz, is 11-4 to four plus 375. Swindon can rack up three or four. Yeah, no problem. What are you giggling at? You're right. You've just read my notes, Malcolm. Uh, oh, shit. Swindon... Sorry, did I get you? No, no, absolutely fine. Um, I've got exactly the same game for exactly the same reasons. I've got the highest scoring team against the, in the division. Uh, despite the fact they've played a game less than everybody else, they've played five and most teams have played six. So 15 and five. Um, they're unbeaten in five. And Sutton, just that one win that I get named. And as I say, that one win was against 10 men, Notts County, for the vast majority of the game. And I think the Swindon price, I've seen 11, 10 to 11 for Swindon, minus 110, I think is an absolutely great price. Yeah. Um, but I've went the same way. Well, I've said I'll take Swindon on the money line, but I, I like it as a goal ladder. So you've, you've literally nailed everything because exactly where I went after that was two or more, four to five. Swindon to score three or more at 11 to four, I think looks brilliant, plus 275. And I've got four or more priced up at eight to one, five or more twenty to one, six or more fifty to one. You've got to go. You've got to go all <laughs> the way on, up, and, and you know a couple of couple of quid on the six or more and the five or more just to keep going. As you say, they're, they're a team who've scored six and they've scored five already, and we're only five games into the season. Um, and Sutton are awful, but I think yeah, yeah, you, want play, you, you want to play it simple. Um, Swindon on the money line looks an absolute great price, I think. Um, but yeah, I'll be playing the ladder because I, I felt like I haven't, I don't think I've put a decent ladder out yet this season. And I felt this was definitely one that's got potential. I think Swindon get three. And if you get to three at 11 to four plus 275, you're laughing. Um, and who knows, we might, might get a little bit higher up there. But yeah, I love it. Love that one. Yeah, good. I must be, I've learned from you there, Baz. Um, did you have any more? Or was that you done? That's me done for the AFL. AFL, OK. We'll have a look at the Euro qualifying stuff. Um, I'll tell you about underdog fantasy. A uh, great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. Uh, that's the fantasy picking game. If you pick between two to five players, select whether it'll go higher or lower on one of their stats. And then just do what we all do every Sunday. Watch the games. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game where you can win real money. Uh, the underdog picking we like at the weekend uh, is your man Luke Musgrave, uh, cheap tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's going to do all sorts of stuff at the weekend, so there's your man. Um, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with a promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And the free roll football contest, which is a free season-long NFL pick and contest, $1,000 for the winner, 500 for second place. If you're in the Patreon, if you're a Patreon member, the NFL season, the prize is a double bubble, $2,000 and $1,000. Um, if the Patreon member wins the free roll, they'll get the autographed full-size Sports Gambling Podcast helmet, include guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanofsky, Pac-Man Jones, John Sally, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrett Blunt. Sign-up link is in the SGPN app. I'm sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to get in for your chance to win double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pick-ems. Um, have your children started new schools this week, Baz, or are they the same old ones? Same old school. 
Ah, uh, no, no new school excitement. Bob went no. off the big school today for the first time. Um, and he looked quite ridiculous in his uniform. He looked like he was going to a Halloween party. Like, it looked like we're dressed up like as the Blues Brothers or... So you know, sometimes people dress up as that the red zone man on Halloween in America, just with his giant box suit, square shoulders, sort of square, <laughs> hanging down a foot beyond his arm. His shoes, I could have slept in one of his shoes, that massive, like you go into them when he's 28. Um, so yeah, we tried to get a photo of him this morning. So he looks ridiculous, and then his little face doesn't look very happy. But uh, happy to report he came back all smiles. So um, yeah, he's still alive after day one. Uh, right, international football, Barry. Euro qualifiers, we're round about a third of the way through. It's a bit weird, actually. There's, some teams have kind of played half their games and other teams um, have only played a couple. I think that's what we've got to do with the Nations League finals, maybe. Um, yeah. Teams played qualifiers when there was Nations League games going on. So there's a few playing catch-up. And what I tried to do here, Baz, was really look for teams with a lot to play for. Um sort of teams that are going to be hungry coming at this, teams have got a chance of, uh, of of getting there and putting some distance between themselves. Speaking um, of teams that are hungry, Malcolm, can I go first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a team that's hungry. Is um, it hungry? It's hungry. Kirill, that's where hilarious. Have you got the Serbia v Hungry game? No, I haven't touched that, mate. Oh, I've got it. You, so I, I just didn't want you beating me to this one. I think this, I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, You've got Serbia just Thursday, isn't it? So this is Thursday. Yes. Just, these games are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then there'll be another round of the same teams will all play uh, different matches Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it gets yeah. back to normal. So yeah, this is quick to get on Ser- this one. Serbia Hungary's Thursday night, seven forty-five, uh, two forty-five Eastern kickoff. Uh, take it away, Baz. Yeah, Serbia seven to ten, Hungary four to one. The draw thirteen to five. They've both started this group with two wins and a draw. They've both scored five goals in their three games so far. Serbia have conceded one. Hungary have conceded none. So barely anything to split them. They've both played the same three opponents at this stage. Serbia drew v Bulgaria and beat the other two. And Hungary drew against um, Montenegro and beat the other two. So both on five points. Both both on seven points, sorry. Both scored five goals. Um, Nothing between them there. Head-to-head record. Last three games, Serbia won, one nil, one one draw, Hungary won, one nil. Uh, so low scoring, tight, nothing between them. One win each and a draw. Uh, can't split them. Um, I just think, I mean, Serbia are favourites now. They're the home side, so that's that's fine. You you understand that. But in those recent head to heads, Serbia won away to Hungary, and Hungary won away to Serbia. Um, Hungary are currently unbeaten in four away games and that includes a 1-0 win against Germany and a 4-0 away win against England they finished ahead of both Germany and England in the Nations League so they're a good side and they're more than capable of producing big results against other good sides as they've shown recently Hungary at 4-1 as an underdog pick against Serbia I think is great value Um History tells us it'll be a close game, it'll be a tight game, and, and one team alleged by the odd goal, probably. But give me odds on Serbia or four to one Hungary. Um when everything points to this being a really, really close matchup, I think Hungary are great. So I've I've gone for Hungary to beat Serbia at four to one. 
Um, yeah, love it, Baz. Absolutely love it. Hungary were outstanding in that um, qualifying tournament. Um, they actually, they, they've got some good players. As, I mean, uh, Jobbers Lie, obviously, uh, been, uh, had a really good start to his Premier League uh, career. And there are a couple of big lads up top. Uh, Shalai, they, they've both got similar names. as a Sholov and a Shalai, kind of uh, those two fellas um, who, who've got goals amongst them. Serbia, they're a little, a little bit like Croatia in that they've just got the same names that have been on the team sheet forever. Um, and yeah, they're capable. Mitrovic is obviously the star man. They've got Vlavic, Dusan Tadic, players like that. Um, but um, yeah, you, it's it's a it's definitely an at the prices thing. Um, yeah, this yeah, was absolutely. The whole... Serbia win this one nil. There's no big shock there. Um, but I'd, I'd much rather have a punt on Hungary at the price four to one. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it almost looks kind of double where it should be. Like if they were nine to four or something, I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. Uh, nice, Baz. Baz leads off with it. Uh, that might be the R sniffer of the week, Baz. You fetched out. Um, I've gone a bit closer to home, Barry. Um, I've taken our friends from about 60 miles up the road there, the Sweaty Socks. Um, I've taken Scotland. Um, I've got the Cyprus against Scotland, which is on Friday night, uh, quarter to eight kickoff, quarter to three Eastern time. Uh, for the match, Cyprus are 10 to one. Uh, the draw is four to one. Scotland around about one to four, minus 400, something like that. Um, just talking about hungry teams, though, in Scotland, if I initially wrote down, found themselves in a really good position, but they haven't found themselves there. They've got themselves there. Um, need to give them a bit more credit. Um, they've put themselves in a really good position at the top of this group. Um, they've won four out of four. And the key to all of this has been a 2-0 home win over Spain. Um, if you remember, I don't think the weather was great. I think it rained quite a bit. Um, and I think Spain wins like hell. What's, uh, was it Busquets came out and moaned? Uh, that Scotland just didn't play fair and he didn't like it. Um, but the key's been, so that they've had three home wins so far out of four, but great win over Spain. The away win was in Norway, who aren't a bad side at all. So it's not like they've gone and turned over like San Marino and, and Liechtenstein and teams like that. Cyprus, the opposition, are just a poor side. They've played three, lost three bads. Scotland beat them 3-0 at Hampden Park in March. And like I say, this is a huge opportunity for Scotland. They'll be absolutely fully focused. They've got some good players playing well. Uh, we know Robertson, Billy Gilmore's been running the show in the Premier League at the minute. I'm sure he'll start. Um, Scotland on the handicap is just about even money. It's minus one or two, Baz. Scotland minus one and a half. Cyprus um, don't score. Scotland will beat them two or three nil. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take that even money shot, Baz. Not bad. I've went uh, even closer to home, Malcolm. I've gone for England. Um, I felt like I had to make a pick on the England game as we've got Harry Kane on the artwork for this episode. So yeah, fair it enough. Feels like a little bit deceptive if we put Harry Kane there and then don't mention the England game. So I've, that's where I've gone. I've been forced there. Um, England maximum points from the four games so far scored fifteen and conceded just once in the game v Italy. Uh, the two have already faced each other. Ukraine were defeated two 0 against England in the last one. Uh, Ukraine have beaten Malta and North Macedonia since then, both by just a single goal. So they're not exactly um, blown away as any of the lesser teams. I'm, I'm just not that sold on Ukraine. I don't know why they've, they've sort of been billed as a as a bigger side than they are these days, I think. Um, 
because they do yeah, have it's name it's name recognition in it. I think. Yeah, you know the likes of Mudrake, Zinchenko, Yarmolenko, um, Mikalenko from Everton and stuff. But I've just never been that blown away. I mean. Scotland put them out of the World Cup qualification, didn't they? Quite easily in the end. Um, England seemed to have found a way after they had that terrible Nations League campaign, but they're now unbeaten in nine, um, and the sole defeat in that is is the France game in the World Cup. Uh, the last time they played Ukraine away from home, you know, so it's a reminder this one is away from home, they ran out 4 0 winners. Um, I mean, worth remembering, this is away from home, but it isn't in Ukraine, obviously. It's being played in Poland. And I looked through the Ukraine form, and I looked for the last time Ukraine had a positive result against a genuine top-tier side in international football, and they just aren't any, uh, certainly not in any competitive games. The best they had, they had a 3-3 versus Germany in a friendly. But in terms of competitive games, the best result you can find from them in recent times is a 1-0 win against Ireland. Um, they had a 1-0 against Scotland in qualifying. Um, but then Scotland went on to knock them out in, in the qualifiers in the end. I just think in current form, I can take England here to win this and win it by two or more. So I'm going with a similar pick to you in the Scotland game. I'm taking England minus 1.5 on a handicap. Plus price, 5-4, to four, um, plus 125. Uh, so that's where I'm going here. England to beat Ukraine by two or more at 5-4. to four. If there's one thing England always do is just win qualifiers as well. That's yeah. been their DNA for 20 years. Like uh, Syria likes the Czech Republic team total over one and a half. Um, they're talking to Albania there. Serial is a shrewd uh, operator when it comes to international football. So if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Um, my second game, Baz, is North Macedonia, um, who take on Italy on what day do you reckon that is? Saturday. Just laughing at you, Malcolm, because you've said, uh, didn't Busquets retire about 10 years ago? I mean, if you consider him playing in the MLS as being retired, then. Oh, does he? Yes, he's playing with Messi now, when he had. Um, oh, Miami. Yeah. Well, that is where good footballers go to die in it, the MLS. Um, so Saturday, quarter to eight, kick-off. North Macedonia, 9-1. to one. The door is 4-1. Italy are minus 300, 3-1 on. Um, so just a, a little bit of turmoil here for Italy. Roberto Mancini nicked off uh, the Italian manager. He went to Saudi, joined the... Uh, he took over the Saudi national team, um, who had a decent World Cup. They beat Argentina, if you remember, uh, in the opening game and has been replaced by Luciano Spalletti. Um, so they've had a poor start as well. They lost at home to England, game you mentioned, Baz. Um, won 2 in Malta, which doesn't do an awful lot. So just a little bit of transition here for Italy. Um, North Macedonia they tend to be quite competitive, particularly at home. Uh, they beat Malta 2-1. They lost 3-2 at home to Ukraine, and they got humped by England at Wembley, which is fair enough. Um, they've only failed to score at home once in the last seven games, uh, they beat Italy 1-0 in World Cup qualifying, if you remember. That's the reason Italy weren't at the last World Cup. North Macedonia had done them in uh, before getting knocked out themselves. But I just think Macedonia can get a goal here. I also think Italy will score. Both teams to score is plus money bars quite considerably. It's 5-4, to four, plus 120. Um, yeah, count me in on that. Nice. Have you got nice. any more picks in the international? I've got one, yeah. Do you? One more. No, well, you can go next then, and I've got a treble. I'm, it's, it's nothing right. new. It's, it's just from games I've already picked, but I like a treble of, of my best ones from tonight. But you, so, so you crack you, on with your next international game then. 
So Ukraine, the Ukraine-England game is play, uh, playing in, they're playing in Poland. Do you know who else is playing in Poland, Baz? Poland. Is the right answer. Yes, two points for you, Barry. Uh, Poland are playing in Poland. Poland are playing the Faroe Islands. Uh, that's fun. Me and Terza were talking about going to Faroe Islands, uh, just for the crack, just to say, you can get, it's not that far away, you know, top end of Scotland, right? Little boat trip. Um, the Faroes occasionally... A few years ago, they used to throw in the odd shock, didn't they? Um, they were always fun. The goalie had that little bobble hat that he used to wear, everyone like that. Um, but this edition of the Faroe Islands, see, this is good handicap. Goalie's got a bobble hat, tick. Um, this edition of the Faroe Islands, he was struggling a little bit. Um, at home against the Czech Republic, uh, aforementioned, and Albania, they conceded three both times. Um, and away in Poland is a much tougher assignment uh, than being at home against Albania. Um, the only issue I've got, Poland haven't been prolific, but this is a good spot for them. Um, and it's, good, it's a little goal ladder again. Poland over two and a half. So to get the three goals that both Czech Republic and Albania got to is four to five, minus 120. And if you want to go over three and a half, you can get a bit of two to one, Baz. We'll take a four nil Poland win. Uh, over three and a half is two to one, Barry. Yeah, I like it. Don't mind that at all. Uh, I'll chuck out my treble then, Malcolm. The best of the lot here. So, England handicap. England are going to win minus one and a half. So, they'll win by two or more. Swindon to score two or more. And the Knox County and MK Dons game to go over two and a half. So, the pick on that one was over three and a half. But for the treble, I've gone a little bit safer and took over 2.5. So, treble, England to win by two or more. Swindon to score two or more. And not County MK Dons over two and a half goals. That treble pays eleven to two plus five fifty. And I like all of those as individual picks. So why not treble them up, get them in? Uh, okay, like a little bit of that. Seville's complaining that we haven't had any Faroe Islands facts, but I mean, uh, I don't really know much about the Faroe Islands serial really, apart from like off the top of my head. I know it's a small archipelago of eighteen rugged and rocky islands, uh, capital Torshavin, with the official language of Danish. Uh, and it hasn't got a McDonald's. I know that. But I mean, other than that, Serial, you're blindsided me, so I can't tell you anything else about the Faroe Islands. Uh, Baz, anything else uh, you want to talk about? Nothing else from me. Slick Rick's putting up a Lewandowski hat rig in that Poland game. You're, uh, you're all over that. So, um, yes. no, nothing nothing else from me. Um, lifestyle's want- all a bit quiet at the moment. Football's back, grassroots. Um, I've got something I could tell you that if you've got if you've got ninety seconds, I can give you a little uh, a little food thing that I saw at MasterChef last night, Baz. That's right up your street. Come on, um, you de- you'd often deal with a fillet of something, wouldn't you? Last night was a fillet of venison, as in like a proper long, yeah, yeah or a loin of pork, that kind of thing, something with a bit of length to it. Yeah, and what the man did was lengthways three times, and then platted it. All right. You know what I mean? Into the middle. See, seasoned it to death, rubbed it with whatever he was doing. Obviously, just leave the top bit sort of whole so you can pick it up. And then platted it uh, and cooked out over the fire. Um, and then obviously, it, it all gets amongst itself. But when you come to cut it, it's then just perfect sort of cube size as well, if you can imagine how that would kind of just fall apart. And it looks great if you, if you serve it on a big board, like a big slate or whatever, this nice plat, serve it on some charred veg or whatever else you're doing. Um, well, yeah, so a bit of plaited venison, Baz, or any other loin. How, how do you feel about that? 
Never heard anything of it, like Malcolm. But um, I'm I'm not averse to it. Like I'm sure it'll Sounds cook a bit right. quicker. It seems a bit little bit of show and no substance. Yeah. Probably you know a bit a bit of a uh, bit of one for the uh, Instagram. That's probably. me. Isn't it? That's all me, Baz. Show my substance. Uh, be all over the Instagram with your platted venison. Um, that's on yeah, my uh, family family coat of arms. Show over substance. That's I was barbecuing the other day, Sunday night show, on it. I literally. I'd come out, yeah, I says, Malcolm, give us five minutes. I've got to take some chicken <laughs> off the grill. I had some chicken that hadn't quite got a temperature and I couldn't start recording until I took that off. Um, so, yeah, we had a bit of, bit of a barbecue feast at the weekend and uh, it looks good. Barbecue weather again this week, so might well be on the agenda. Yeah, it's again. been hot as snakes, hasn't it? Right, OK then, Baz. Well, we have yet to decide uh, when we're going to record and what we're going to record next week because we're very, very well might have nothing to talk about until the picture. Uh, but anyway, we'll let you good people know. Keep, if you keep an eye out on uh, on YouTube, we'll schedule the show. Um, and we've got loads of winning picks here in the AFL and the international stuff. Um, thank you very much, Barry. That was fun. Thanks, everyone, in the chat. That was just to make a little... Five blokes sitting in the pub conversation with uh, Rick and Serial and Josh, uh, Barry full of wine and Captain Insano. It was good. Feel like I've been to the pub for an hour. Um, thanks, everyone. Good luck with your picks. Um, enjoy NFL. Oh, shit, I've got an NFL pick, Baz. Oh, get it out there. So, get it out. We're going to do one of these every week after this wins. Um, I've had my sources, Baz, on good authority, right, to tell me. I'm just getting the prices up now. The, um, the total in the charges... Dolphins game is too high. So the charges are traditionally, all the Americans will jump in here and absolutely slam me. You know? The charges kind of traditionally get involved in shootouts, don't they? Uh, Justin Herbert ends up just hoing it about all over the place and then they find a remarkable way to lose. Um, but I think they're determined to run the ball, Baz, uh, this year. They're absolutely determined to run it. Um, the starters didn't get much run in pre-season, which means they're going to take a little bit of time to get going. Um, same with the Dolphins. The total's 51. It's almost again on name recognition, like two Aaron Herbert just throwing it about the place. The total's far too high. So the total, uh, the bet is under 51 uh, in the Dolphins at Chargers on Sunday. Uh, so there we go. If that goes, this is a C, this could be the first in a series of one if it goes. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to keep on going, Baz, until <laughs> Sean and Ryan have to give us their show because we're 100%. Um, 100% record so yeah might be the first of the series of one might be the first in 100 consecutive winning NFL bets um, thanks everyone this time we are going um, we'll speak to you next week we'll see you down the road cheers